0: Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of what's trending where we talk about what's trending in marketing marketing news cool marketing updates maybe some marketing predictions who knows i'm here today with our favorite gen Zer, aiden and ari is missing in action today but she has something way more important she has a big dinner tonight with a bunch of e-commerce owners so wishing her luck but I get to spend some time with our fellow Gen Z, or say, "What's up, Aiden?" What is up? How is everybody? Today, we're going to talk about a couple cool topics, but the first topic of the day is there's a new movie called The Creator coming out, and what they did was pretty cool. Aiden, you want to explain what they did at the Chargers game um, this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean. Daniel and I were on our couches all weekend watching uh, the, from, from one to midnight watching football. But uh, the thing that caught our eyes being marketers was at the Chargers game, there were AI robots put in the stands scattered throughout the stadium, mimicking characters in this new movie that Daniel said, The Creator. And they look so creepy. I, I You should look them up right now. Just look up The Creator, Chargers game. It's like a real person face with like this metal on their neck and they're just planted in the middle of the stadium. I think it was a great move to generate buzz. It kind of piggybacked off of that other scary movie, Smile, that did that at baseball games with the smiling creepy lady. But as a Chargers fan, I mean, it's kind of a bad look for the brand of the Chargers. The fact that to fill seats, you need some AI robots in the stands. But like, what do you think? I mean, if it's promoting the movie,
0: who knows if they the movie bought those seats. I think if you get publicity on TV and have a, moments where people are talking about you, it's always a win. I think this is a like good PR for the movie. Maybe not good for the Chargers, but we don't know the backstory. But I think it's good. Just It reminds me, like you said, of the Smile campaign where they had creepy. stuff, but people are talking about it. It's all there's news articles written about it. It was all over social media. So I think if you could creatively come up with ways to get attention on TV, one of the other topics you're going to talk today is another way to get attention. The moment that happened with Coco golf, we'll talk about that. But I do think that this is one, a creative way to get attention. It's creepy, but AI for a lot of people is creepy. So I think it fits the the mold. And this could be foreshadowing what the future looks like if there's AI robots in the stands watching. Oh my God, I hope,
1: I hope not. The really cool aspect of how this went viral is that whoever's behind the movie, they just put them in the stands and they didn't really promote it. It was like the fans tweeting or sending photos to reporters or something sitting next to these robots. So it's really like guerrilla marketing one oh one, which is is cool to see that work.
0: One of the best rules of marketing is you have to do something different to stand out. You gotta zig when everybody's ads. You gotta find ways to get attention. That's free. And when you do something that stands out, people talk about it, people share it, it starts going viral. So I think a well-executed campaign like this could be great for a movie, or it could be really bad. It turns out this did well, and I mean the Chargers are on the climb as a good NFL team, so it works for an LA movie, an LA-based movie to fill out seats at a, an LA sports game. So I think it's was—I think it was a very creative move on the parts of the movie or the creator. Um, I want to go into the next cool moment. So U.S. Open happened this past weekend. A American won the U.S. Open, Women's Cocoa Golf. She crushed it. She won her first at the U.S. Open. But what I want to talk about is New Balance sponsors her. And what's cool about this is they got shirts made. This is talk about a well-executed campaign that happens not in very many moments. So they sponsor Coco Golf. They got shirts made that says, Call Me Champion, but it has Call Me Coco crossed out champion. And her whole family wore the shirts. She wore the shirts. It was posted on social media. It was on TV. And after the game there, you saw a spike on people searching for it. And the coolest part is they already had the shirt for sale on their website. So the timing of this campaign by New Balance was impeccable. But the thing about the, a campaign like this is it's a 50-50 shot. Coco could have lost, and they did all that work for nothing. But the upside was huge that they got inventory for this in time. They got the shirts ready-made, and they had faith in their athlete, Coco, for winning.
1: You touched on it, like the timeliness was massive, but in tandem with that, the cohesion and how, like you said, her parents were wearing it and she was wearing it and it was up on the site. It was perfectly executed. It caught people at a time where like emotions are high, their favorite tennis player just won. And it's like, oh, impulse buy, impulse buy. Look, she's wearing that. That's sweet. Let me got, like, I think it it was a perfect storm.
0: Also, I think the two biggest people that were talked about at the U.S. Open were the two Americans, Ben Shelton, Coco Gauff. And what's cool about this is that she was ready to talk of the tournament, so it was Ben Shelton, and it was just so timely because there were so many celebrities in the stands. It was the largest-selling U.S. Open. It was so well-executed by a New Balance as a sponsor to do this. Um, And you don't get many chances is that as a sponsor of an athlete like that, because who knows it when, when she was going to win, but she got, they made this when it was on home turf. It was just a perfect execution of a campaign that was really 50, 50 because Sablanka is number one in the world. So she was playing the number one tennis player in the world. So it was a 50, 50 shot. Big win. The next thing I want to go talk about is, um, Steve-O Voodoo doll by Liquid Death. I'll make a note about this and I want to get your um, Gen Z take on it. But the reason why I want to talk about Liquid Death and selling for people who don't know, they created a doll. It's sold out on their website right now. But one of the metrics that shows you have brand is people buy your merch. And this is a water company, people. This is not like... A T-shirt company is not anything. This is a water company that has built a huge brand, and people are willing to buy their stuff. What's cool about this is that people are willing to buy anything Liquid Death puts out because they have built a strong brand, and it shows the importance of building brand affinity with your audience.
1: Being a Gen Zer, Stevo is a little out of my. I guess target demographic. I didn't grow up when he was as big, but he's starting to make a little bit of a comeback. And I'm a Steve O fan and I'm a big fan of this like collaboration just because it makes sense. Like Liquid Death is chaotic as a brand. Like they take risks. Like they've done blood on skateboards using Tony Hawk's blood. Like no other brand would do anything remotely close to that. So they're chaotic. Steve O himself is chaotic. He does crazy stunts. He's known for his stunts. And this right here is a marketing stunt, literally for word by word, a marketing stunt. They shaved his head, used his actual hairs, hired a voodoo doll expert or whatever to activate the voodoo dolls. So this is like a legit stunt. Who knows if it's like if that stuff actually works? I don't know. I don't believe in it, but to each their own. And I think the alignment and how true to both brands it is will really make it successful
0: liquid is a king of partnerships they did a candle that they partnered with martha stewart back in the day that ari ended up buying <laughs> they did the steve-o doll collab they did the tony hawk they're just doing some cool collabs that work with their brand so if you have a brand you can do this meaning like not a brand, like you've built a brand that does cool marketing that people will buy your stuff. The last topic I want to go into is LinkedIn removing inactive followers from your company page. What are your thoughts of LinkedIn doing this? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think initial reactions with people would be like upset, like, oh no, my follower count decreased. But actually, I think it's a good thing And we do this, like you do this with emails, right? And cleaning out emails to keep the list healthy. So why don't we do this with followings, right? Like it'll give you the marketer or the business owner more accurate representation of your audience and your engagement. I think it's a good thing, especially there's a bunch of bots on all these platforms and like really this will show like who, who has true community. And who has people with just a mass amount of followers, and like you'll see their follower count decrease. What do you what do you think, Daniel? The two points you made is one, you will see who
0: cheated the system and hacked the system by the follow cons. Two, I think it's good to periodically clean out inactive people your list or out of your followers, so you know who are your true followers and who are real people in your followers so you know how many people you actually have potential to reach, especially on social platform. Yeah. I do see the side that some people who actually have built audience that didn't cheat spent a long time doing that. And I know follows a vanity metric, but it also is a metric to show that you have a huge audience, which in turns people will want to work with you because you do that I know it's a bad thing to say but it's social proof uh, it's credibility yeah credibility. you have more followers so I think on the side that it's I'm a pro for the cleaning out thing I think the only con I could see is that people did spend a lot of time building the audience the legit way and they didn't really weren't really transparent but they said it was what is inactive if they were really truly bots following they shouldn't have had those in the platform r- already so they should have been taking care of that a long time ago but I, i'm glad it it happened now i could i could see on my company page what are true the one thing that they haven't found the solution yet to is cleaning out people who just add you add as employee on your company page because mark Millennium oh has gosh. 850 employees and we we have two, really, three people who work for the marketing millennials, so <laughs> it's not an accurate statement. But it does show credibility, so I can't hate on it. <laughs> but any other things you want to bring up
1: in the marketing world this week? This is super specific to people who watch football, but the job that Dion Sanders has done in marketing and branding Colorado football is insane. If you just Google this, if you're not familiar, just within the last year or so, University of Colorado went from quite literally the worst college football program to now gaining over a hundred thousand followers in the last year and really becoming like they're they media as good as they are on the field. They're a media empire now with all the personalities they have on the team and everything. It's like a, it. I think in a year or two, it'll be a great case study for you people who don't know it's so hard to flip a team from 1 and
0: 11 to 12 and I mean to winning they doubled their wins already in the first two games yeah, in 2 weeks and their stadium is sold out their first game and it was harder to get a ticket to that than an NFL football game which is insane mm-hmm. and Colorado is not known as like in the last ten years, is like a football school, so it's crazy to see that. Yeah, at no, all no. the turnaround. Also, how he's attention to the media, how he's took attention of famous people to come there. It's a it's a cool thing to say how he's made it. It's swaggy. It's just a a cool case study how people creators human beings can changed the dynamic of a whole organization. And that's a, the power of a creator changing the, your, all, your whole our organization. Like one person, hiring one person or hiring a bunch of great people. Also, what he did was recruit some of the best people in the the nation who wanted to work for a great leader. I don't know, that's subjective for some people. Oh, yeah. He's a great leader, but a lot of people want to play for him. So in a lot of people mind, he is a great leader. So... That was a great point to bring up, but just to recap everything we talked today, we talked about Liquid Death, Coco Golf. Go search the Coco Golf campaign. We talked about LinkedIn removing people off their bots and followers on the company page. We talked about the create a movie at create a movie at the Chargers game and that's it for the end we talked about liquid death O partnership this just a recap of what we talked today i would suggest you go look at all these campaigns but thank you for listening to what's trending hope you all have a great rest of your week a great weekend whenever you're listening to this and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to a millennium gen z talk about what's cool happening in mark thanks so much for listening